Yo, yo, what is up, people? Welcome to episode 17 of the one and the only White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Yo, yo, what is going on, everybody? And as you can see, I am pumped up episode 17. Thanks for attending and being here. You're on time. Buckle yourself in. Get ready for a good ride. This is going to be another good episode. So thanks for being here. So first things first, I want to kick off this party by showering you with a big thank you. Listen, thank you so much for the follows, for all of the great comments and stuff, especially I see on iTunes, the ratings and reviews. Listen, you know who you are. You left the reviews. They're absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. I feel like we're becoming a very small family. So it's pretty cool stuff. Thank you so much. It feels good. So I wanted to get things kicked off by sharing a very personal story with you that's kind of been racking my brain for the last week. So for those that don't know, I have a six-year-old son that is like super into sports, loves playing sports, just came out of a season of baseball, and now he is getting into his first season of Pop Warner football. Now, when the kids around six years old start in Pop Warner, it usually starts at the flag football level. Now, for parents who have their kids in flag football, they know this already, and for the parents that don't or are thinking about it, I want to pass on some information. So the information I want to pass on is there is contact. Even though they're not tackling, there is contact in flag football. So kind of an FYI if you're thinking about it, uh, but... I think it's great for many, many reasons. So the really cool thing about football that I found that's really relatable to life is it teaches you a ton, a ton of lessons. So not only are they getting out there being active and socializing with other kids and other people their age, but there's a lot of lessons to be learned when it comes to playing the sport of football. And it also happens in other sports, but there's something about the sport of football the contact, I don't know if it's the contact or the coaches or just the ho- the whole dynamic of the sport, but there's just something very unique about the sport that really teaches us a lot. So recently, uh, during one of the practices, my son has been kind of bouncing around between a couple of different positions. And the coaches, I would say, are probably more direct and more aggressive, and aggressive is kind of a very strong word, obviously, but I would say more direct when it comes to providing instruction, and for a reason. A lot of times, it's merely just to keep your kids safe, because if you don't want kids, especially in a sport like football, learning bad habits, which potentially can get them hurt. So this was the first experience that my son actually had where someone was being really more direct and maybe more loud uh, in reference to getting him to do things that he needs to do in reference to the sport and ultimately to keep him safe. So during practice, they have uh, scheduled water breaks. And during one of the water breaks, my son comes back and he starts to get emotional. He starts to cry. And 
he says he doesn't want to play anymore. And what happens is, is that in talking to him, you know, we find out that he feels like because of the directness of the coaching, which he hasn't experienced before, he feels like he's doing something wrong and he feels like he's making bad choices and he's not, he's not doing well, which was not, was absolutely not the case. He was doing great. It's just that the coaches were just delivering the message in a different way than he's experienced before. The challenging part is though, is that, you know, it's hard to tell that to a six-year-old. You know, it's hard to kind of like get a six-year-old's mind because they just don't have the capacity to rationalize like why certain things are certain ways at that age. They just they just want to be a kid. They don't want to figure out the the big scheme of why this is going to help them or how this is going to impact, you know, their progress and so on. But one thing we realized through this process was this is that my son is a perfectionist or wants to be a perfectionist. And he responded to the direct um, you know, coaching style as that he was doing something wrong and that he wasn't doing it perfectly. And as a result, he's like, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not fun for me because I feel like I may be getting yelled at. I may be, because uh, I, I didn't do something right. I didn't block the person the way I was supposed to block. I didn't execute the play like I was supposed to execute. So kind of after a spell of him just getting upset, being emotional and crying and kind of sitting on the sideline for a few minutes, um, the coach came over, took him aside and actually spoke to him and re-encouraged him and reinforced the fact that he's doing a great job and that he's an important part of what they need to accomplish out there and that he's learning and this is part of the learning process, but but tailored it in a way that a six-year-old could understand it and I'm sure that comes with his wealth of coaching experience. And through this process, I kind of had this big like light bulb moment. I saw something in my son that I see in myself, which is to strive to be perfect. Now, personally, if I get involved in like a plan, let's say maybe let's say it's a workout plan or let's say it's developing a coaching practice because I'm in the process of doing that or if it's developing a podcast. I have this notion that it's either all or nothing, that I need to be perfect. Like I want to start, let's say, a podcast, and I want to get as many listeners as I possibly can. And if I'm not getting listeners or people aren't just subscribing or tuning in, then I'm failing. And if I'm failing, then I just don't want to be a part of it. I just want to be part of things that are succeeding. And same thing with the concept of working out or dieting, because I think a lot of people kind of share this thing, because there's so many people out there that really kind of want to look for something that helps them get into better shape or helps them help them feel better physically. It's kind of like this. If you're working with someone or you found some information that you want to apply to your life in reference to a workout or a diet or whatever, and you get involved with sticking to, let's say, this plan that you subscribe to, and for whatever reason you go off that plan, a lot of people don't stick with it. Because they're like, listen, I'm. This is just not sustainable. I, it's, this is just not working for me. And all of a sudden, like all the negative thoughts come in and say, this is not working. Or I didn't follow it to a T, and because I didn't follow it to the T, this is not working, and I'm not going to be successful at this. And then, kind of all the negative thoughts and comments come shooting into your head, and usually that's kind of where the the program stops. Now, could it be a day in? It could be a week in. It could be a month in. You know, and that's kind of what I've heard in reference to like 
to dieting is that sometimes people maybe go off their diet and it's not just like a meal, let's say they may go off, they just go off completely. Like one meal is like three meals and then it's a day and then it's two days and then they're just like, you know what, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. It's just, it's not sustainable. And the thing is, is that whether it's a diet or a workout plan or it's, you know, accomplishing a specific goal like a podcast or developing a business or whatever it is, or even like, like building relationships, it's not all or nothing. It, you know, it's it, there's something to be said for like learning from things that don't go right. Now, that's easy for me to say, and sometimes it's hard for me to do because I got to tell you, like, there's certain things that I just want to have control over to be perfect because if I feel like I'm putting out a perfect product or I'm building perfect relationships or I'm, you know, putting out a perfect podcast, that means success to me. Like that means I'm successful. At least that's kind of how I would traditionally think. And to be honest with you, the result was really kind of failure. Set me up for a lot of failure. It set me up for a lot of doubt. It set me up for a lot of self-criticism. Like I would completely criticize myself for being like, dude, like what are you doing? You started this and you didn't finish it. It could be something, something as simple as reading a book. Like I get it all hyped up about reading a book. I want to get involved with reading a book. I start reading it and then I get like three quarters through and then for whatever reason, I don't finish. And then I've been away for it for a couple of days and then it turns into a week and I'm like, ah, you know what? Forget it. I've been away from it a while. I just don't have the time to dedicate to sit back down or I'm not creating the time to get back down or to sit back down and and actually finish what I started. And the interesting thing is before you know it, you wind up like adapting this all or nothing attitude and you start getting into this all or nothing like perfectionism type of cycle because you find that all of the things that you wind up doing, you're like, okay, I have to have it this way and if it's not this way, it's not successful. I have this plan in my mind or on a piece of paper or whatever it is and this is the plan I have to stick to. If there's any deviation in that plan, that means the plan is a failure. So I didn't know this until recently, but in the psychology world, this all or nothing thinking is actually called or referred to as splitting. So to give you some examples, these thoughts include stuff like, well, because A wasn't a complete success, then A is a total failure. And A can mean anything, podcasts, uh, business relationship, business venture, whatever. Also, statements like, if you're not with me, you're against me. Kind of like this all or nothing type of extreme thinking. And this all or nothing behavior is typically associated with things like depression and frustration and so on because perfection rarely brings about success. Like if you're trying and striving to be perfect, you're, you're not going to be successful. And it's simply because perfectionism is unrealistic. No one's perfect. And it's learning through those non-perfect times which makes you successful. It gives you the experience to learn from your mistakes and move on. But in today's day and age, it's so easy to get caught up in being perfect, in looking perfect, being the perfect parent, perfect boyfriend, girlfriend, perfect business partner, perfect model of health, and so on. Oh, and by the way here, big newsflash, you do know that you're only human, right? Like, you're only human. You're bound to make mistakes. We all do. It's just a matter of how we use those mistakes to our advantage. Because 
in a way, that's really kind of the best medicine for kind of like going through a tough time or a funk, really. You think about it. It's like we go through these failures, hopefully to learn from them and capitalize them on next time. If you go through, if you listen to anyone's success story, I don't think I've ever heard anyone's success story start that they started off just being like growing and learning and being started off being successful and, and finished off being ultra successful. I think all of these success stories start because people went through tough times. They went through imperfection. They went through failures. And through those failures, they learned and they adapted and they overcame. And that's why all these success stories are so damn inspiring because they're relatable because we all go through this stuff. I don't care if you're the CEO of a company. I don't care if you're just starting working or in an entry-level job or just got out of school or whatever. We go through all these failures, but we're all learning from them. We're all using them, hopefully, as building blocks to get us to where we want to get to. And again, I always say this a lot, but it's true. They apply both in your professional life and in your personal life. Hey, whether you want to be a better professional, whether you want to be a better person, be a better parent, business partner, whatever it is, it applies. And here, I'm just going to go out and say it. Failure is great. Failure is great. Now, does it have to do with the way you look at failure? Yeah, 100% it does. I mean, if you look at failure as failure and defeat and that you're not perfect and you're never going to succeed, then it's never going to work to your advantage. But if you look at failure or if you look at being, let's say, non-perfect or going through tough times as being, you know what, a learning experience or being as a resource to help you get to where you need to get to, or part of the process, because I think that's more realistic, that it really is just part of life. It's just part of the process of whatever your goal is. Like I'm expected, or that you should be expected, that from getting you from point A where you are now to point B where you want to be, that you're going to go through some crap, and you're going to deal with some crap. It's just how are you going to react to that crap? You could be in a situation where you're like, you know what? It's tough. It's different. I'm not used to this. I'm done. I quit. Or you could say, you know what? It's different. It's new. Let me learn from this experience, find out why this happened, and use it to benefit myself and to succeed. So I want to take this opportunity to call out all of the control freaks out there. You know who you are if you're listening to this podcast and you say, yep, I'm a control freak. This message is for you because I think perfectionism applies, this whole thought of splitting perfectionism, all or nothing thinking applies to you. And by the way, I also fall into this category at times because I like to have a lot of control or maintain a lot of control over certain things in my life. So I definitely know where you're coming from. So I'm going to start off by giving you just a small, small piece of advice. Listen, in the words of Elsa from the Disney movie Frozen, let it go. Let it go. And no, I'm not going to finish the rest of the song. But my point is, you just have to let it go. You have to let go of the control of trying to keep things in your mind perfect. Because I feel that's a lot of times what kind of fuels those control freaks in us is that we want to keep it the way we deem it as being perfect. Like if I hand off this task to somebody else, or if I let someone else do this, it's not going to meet my standards. It's not going to be, using air quotes, perfect in my mind. And that's okay. Because you know what? 
I guarantee that it would yield the same results. Or if it doesn't yield the same results, maybe these new results will actually surprise you or add to whatever you're trying to get to, whether it's you know, hey, listen, I want to maintain control over my business and I don't want to share this control with anybody because I want it to be a certain way. How do you know that by not sharing and guiding someone you want to share this responsibility with, it's not going to increase your business or it's not going to give you a different perspective of how you could be doing things more efficiently and more effectively. And also too, whether it's personal or professional, by soliciting someone else's help and getting a different perspective, Sometimes you can benefit, especially on a personal level, from a different perspective and realize that, yeah, actually, you know what? I was so worried about having control because I wanted things to be perfect in my mind that it, it, it never really was. Like That's why I kind of never grew or you know advanced at the rate I wanted to, to grow or advance. So I think if there's one thing I really want to get people thinking about is this. When you think about being perfect or you think about having control or you think about just the sheer theory of perfection, think of perfection as the enemy of action. Or maybe I can kind of call it perfection paralyzation. That by you trying to do things the way you think are just right, that's going to prohibit you or hinder your ability to make a decision and to act. So here it is. Here is what I believe to be the moral of this whole perfection, all or nothing thinking story. What it comes down to is this. The things that we pursue, instead of being looked at as far as like being perfect, we should just kind of like focus on the fact that these things that we're pursuing should just be aimed or directed at making progress. Not perfection, but progress. Just progress, that we're learning from these things, and as long as we're moving in the right direction and moving towards where we want to get to, that we're succeeding, that this is working. Now, is it going to happen sometimes as fast as we want? No. Is it going to work out the same exact way that maybe we envisioned it? No, but it doesn't mean we're not making progress. It doesn't mean that you're not achieving your goals. It doesn't mean that you're not succeeding. So instead of striving for perfection, why don't we just simply strive for progression, just progress. Because if we're progressing in our lives, then we're winning, like we're succeeding. You're learning. And it's a marathon, right? You know, I mean, it's not it's not a race. I mean, I know today's day and age, we're like, yeah, I want stuff immediately because I, I do all the time. But, you know, with progression and, you know, quote unquote perfection also becomes another P word, patience. Because you really do need patience. And um, I could tell you personally, that's one of the hardest things for me is to exercise patience because I want things to happen immediately, you know? And I've mentioned this uh, a couple of times before, but as you get older, I feel like you want it to happen quicker. But that's kind of a whole, whole other conversation. So I kind of wanted to put the finishing touches on this episode and get back to where this whole thing started with this football journey involving my six-year-old son. So after going through this emotional experience at practice where he felt like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing on the football field, he wasn't executing his plays right because the coaches were directing him to do things differently or getting on him or getting loud, he came off the field, started crying, and wanted to quit the team. Well, I'm very pleased to report that since then, he's actually adjusted very well to this new experience. 
to this experience of getting direction in a different way and realizing that if they're getting on him or they're wanting him to do something differently than he's doing, that it's okay. That's, it's just part of the process of learning. And it's the part of the natural progression of learning this new sport called football. And I can tell you as a parent, this is absolutely awesome because I know that these are lessons that are going to pay dividends later in life. Because he's going to realize at a young age that it's okay sometimes for things not to go the way that you think that they're going to go. It's okay sometimes to get criticism in order for you to reach the goals that you want to reach, whether it's to be a better person or a better football player. So this was really for us just step one in a long life's journey. But the lesson really to be learned here is this, is that if a six-year-old boy can do that playing football, we can do that in our lives. We can look at things differently, can now start looking at things in terms of progress versus terms of perfection. And that's it. Perfection doesn't exist. Don't sweat it. You're trying to be perfect. How can you be perfect for something that really doesn't exist? So don't worry about it. Just go out there, have fun, kick some ass, and make some progress. Enjoy life. And don't sweat the small stuff. And let it go. Thank you, Elsa. So, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for spending the last 20 plus minutes with me here listening to my thoughts on perfectionism and progress and all that stuff and hearing my son's story. I know he appreciates it. So, from him, I say thank you. So, in the spirit of progress, I am asking for your help. And what I'm asking is simply three things. First, if you happen to know somebody who would really enjoy or get some value out of listening to this podcast and also following the podcast on social media, please, please share it with them. Share it on your social media, just letting people know where they could find us, or maybe you could just share through word of mouth or wherever else you want to communicate uh, that the podcast exists and this is where you could find it. Secondly, if you haven't done already, please subscribe to the podcast, whatever method you'd like to use, whether it be via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those favorite podcasting spots, please subscribe. This way you can get notified when new episodes come out and you can be the first one on your block to listen to the White Tiger podcast. And one last thing, I challenge each and every one of you to contribute. This podcast the website, whatever it is, doesn't work without each and every single one of you. Because each and every single one of you have a great story to tell, have experienced something I guarantee that someone else hasn't experienced. And I think by you contributing, it could actually make a major difference. So please send me your emails. You can get the link in the bio on Instagram or just go over to WT Podcast, hit the contact link at the top of the page, send me an email. Let me know what you want to hear, suggestions for content, anything that you want to see put out that maybe could help somebody else. That would be absolutely awesome. And I thank you in advance. So until next time, thank you. If you're just starting your day, enjoy your day. If it's the end of your day, just get a good night's rest and I will see you here next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. Ah!